Oh, hello, slide on in. It's episode 297. <laughs> Why is that? IGN UK podcast. Ever. No, it's not. It's the best so creepy. Uh, today, slide my on name, in. not just today, always, my name is Gav Murphy. You've done this before. Yeah, and I'm today I'm joined by... <laughs> Jeremy, the today only. I'm usually Rory, but today it's Jeremy. And... What is going on here? <laughs> Say your name. Daniel. This is Daniel. This is why we don't do podcasts on a Friday. It's just <laughs> It is weird doing a podcast on a Friday, even it's though the gonna, podcast is on a Friday. Yeah. We're loose. We're like don't thinking need to, of freedom. Uh, don't it's need good. to lift the curtain. No. Makes no difference to the people. Oh, doesn't, it will hit no. iTunes on Friday. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. Right. Let's kick things off straight away. Talking point. Hello. Hello. GTA 5 Online. This is why we've gone back to it. <laughs> yeah. Why have Absolutely. we gone back to it? We've gone back because they have um, announced that they're going to be doing free mode events. So these are events that will appear randomly uh, in your free mode, like while you're just wandering around the town. And we've had some of these before. You've got like gang wars and some kind of lame ones where it's like pick up cars for Simone, Simon, uh, whatever his name is. Um, and they're all kind of... Simeon. <laughs> Simeon, I think that's probably what it is. If you don't, if you don't care about it, you're not going to enjoy it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. If you don't know his name, you're not going to do it. Um, and while they are kind of fun and entertaining... They do just kind of feel like small events that are taking place in the same world. They don't really feel that different. Now they're bringing in free uh, these events that are in free mode where they're much more big, much more substantial. The payout's better. There's more people involved. There's they're a just, werewolf. They're much more fun. There's a werewolf. There's a were- Michael J. Fox, werewolf. I love Teen Wolf. <laughs> yeah. I was. I wanted to sing Hungry Like a new the MTV wolf series. Yeah, of oh. Oh, I bet day. that's what you watch. No, you, you of course te- I don't. You think Jason Bateman is Teen Wolf, don't you? I've never seen... Oh, wait... Was that... Team Wolf 2. I think I do know Team Wolf 2. But no, I saw Team Wolf... I'm a Michael J. Fox fan, so Team Are Wolf you? 1 all the way. It's good. Doing backflips on a truck? I do that well, like every we're, weekend. We're saying this, you know, we're going back to <laughs> C5 Online. It's because I think when it launched, it was obviously pretty rubbish. It just didn't work. But it just had some problems. That's I could never problems. get on it. Um, which I remember way back when it came out, Keza was reviewing the online. She had yeah. loads of problems just getting on, getting yeah. it to work. And then we yeah. played it. But then the thing that really we were anticipating for ages was the heist, which yeah. were much de- much discussed, often delayed. Yeah, I don't know where they where they delayed because they didn't yeah. even date them. Did I they date? I don't them? think they were delayed because they just took longer than you thought. Yeah, I think that's the thing. Like you're saying delayed, but they didn't. I don't know if yeah. they attached a release date. So it's something very that, very clever something, thing something, to do. If something doesn't release, release date, date, can it be delayed? <laughs> no, exactly. Philosophy. We said that it might come out at some point, so don't if worry If you never about have it. goals, you can never underachieve. Right. So there's another one. Okay. So, yeah. Live, live my life. That's what I say. That. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, we've been playing heist loads um, and yeah. doing a bunch of heists together, and it's just so good. It's like one of the coolest PS4 online experiences that I've had. Also available on Xbox One, maybe. I've never played it on And that, on PC. And on PC. And you kind of get a feel for that, like the teamwork uh, in some of the free mode events. Obviously, like maybe not the same level of communication and coordination that are required for a heist, but definitely more than anything with well, heist is a in big investment of time. Exactly. Like, yeah. These yeah. are kind of hours. Small, yeah. These are really good. And like, things. probably should explain what some of them are. I keep saying free mode, but like, be good, there's those like okay, really yeah. crazy stuff. Like, so to go back to the Teenage Werewolf which we kind of just dropped and didn't yeah. really yeah. explain yeah. Um, there's this thing called Hunt the Beast where one of you um, is randomly selected to be the Teenage Werewolf who okay. wears a bright red varsity jacket and looks like Teen Wolf and you have superpowers you're right. stronger faster can soak up more damage I don't know about faster but you're definitely super strong soak up, soak up more damage, more damage. Yeah. and you've got to visit like 10-12 locations around the entire map Cool. you're invisible to all the other players who have to coordinate 
and communicate to hunt you down right, and you're yeah. invisible on their map um, after each location you visit as the werewolf you appear on the map for 10 seconds right after the second location 20 seconds 30 seconds so yeah. on so making it a bit easier for you to like be spotted yeah right. and uh, so Rory was the beast I was I was selected as the beast you only got to play it once yeah because oh. it can go up to 30 minutes oh right okay. yeah mine was like, so, mine imagine, like, wasn't 30 minutes just like it's like looking for a needle in a haystack. Like, yeah, uh, one person in that in that map. It's really hard. So, well, kinda, so they, you're the wolf, yeah. and you have to go to a certain location. Yeah, but say, uh, well, you can do any order. So you, okay, like, so then the rest of you go. are where? Just everywhere. Everywhere. Oh my god. We just started, and we, I was stressing out. I yeah, was like, that's awful. I was just like, this you is were a- stressing out. No, How do you think like, I felt? But I was just. I was just near the airport in a car and I was just like, oh, how's this going to work? Yeah. And I could hear him growling so I knew he was nearby. I couldn't spot him. And then I just started combing the streets and then some people bundled into helicopters so they had like an aerial advantage. Yeah. But it's hard to see him. Like if he, like, if he steps on the street, he's very easy to spot. Yeah. Bright ride jacket, looks like yeah. a werewolf. <laughs> Easy spot that. Second yeah. one as but well. when he's but, invisible. But when he's um, he's invisible on the map, but like if he he should like really be in a car at all times. Oh, he's invisible on the map. Yeah, yeah. So he's, he's not invisible, invisible like if you see him, but he's invisible right. on the map. Okay. Um, so it was like as soon as I spawned in, like it was really really stressful because obviously I can see everyone. So for me, it just looks like the whole map is just covered with people looking for me. Right. So I it took me ages to get to the first checkpoint because I was so scared. I actually jumped off the pier and swam like the whole way because I was like way too nervous someone's gonna find me on the streets. Um, <laughs> what? And then I find I finally got there, and then everyone's like, "Oh, I can hear growling. I can hear growling." And I hit the checkpoint. Obviously, then I pop up on everyone's map, and if you just look like at the map, scramble, the bottom, you just see all these dots like kind of like conjugating towards where you yeah. were um so you could i could have run i could have gotten uh, like a sports bike or something but what i did i actually got into a garbage truck and drove along the streets you know stopping at every stoplight doing the right turns and that's a really good idea every like 10 people just whizzed past me in sports cars and stuff I had no idea that i was just sitting in this garbage truck it's just, the thing, like, i'm trying to like come in the street i'm looking for someone like driving well Mason like you yeah. yeah like crazily <laughs> but it was like people really the rockstar people were really on it because i remember i took a turn a little bit too wide and just kind of clipped a lamppost and yeah. all i heard when the mics was he's in a garbage truck he's in a garbage truck really? and then i just go and like took off and that's down the awesome street. because like because it's just like in the entire city i was just combing streets and at this intersection i just saw this garbage truck just burst across <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm on him and it's cool it because you feel like everyone's so cool. converging on yeah. this one target and you're like this is cool yeah um, and then of course for me all you have to do is avoid people to a certain level where you're you're off the radar again yeah. and then if you can manage to disappear then it's like a fresh start and you can just pick whatever checkpoint yeah. you want to hit again right. so it's cool there's a lot of tactics in it I got stuck quite early they managed to like pin me in a corner yeah. there's just like seven people with machine guns like shooting me I'm like riddled with bullets and I oh, died man. it was pretty dramatic though yeah. I'd love I'd love to play again I pulled you yeah. out of the garbage truck it's so weird pulling out like <laughs> Team Wolf Team Wolf yeah. <laughs> just like shooting him in the head close up it was really really cool that was definitely one of my favorites should have attacked you with my hatchet I but think- our other favorite was uh, penned in which was really really awesome. cool so basically it'll appear up on your map and you have a certain amount of time to get to a location uh, on the map and when you get there uh, I think it can hold about 15 or 16 people in one game and it's this giant yellow dome right. and after a while um, the dome will start moving in different directions and you and everyone else who's involved in the game have to stay in the dome because if you're uh, out of cool. the dome for nine, nine consecutive seconds, seconds yeah. you're gonna explode now, nine seconds. Nine, nine seconds. seconds. Okay. So it's very, very stressful. And, and as the dome moves, it shrinks <laughs> and gets smaller and smaller. Right. And it kind of like throws you and takes these weird turns. Oh, so by weird. the end of the game, 
you know, the dome's only able to fit maybe three cars in it, and there's like 15 of you trying to like smash into each other. And like, we did pretty well first time. Yes. It was down to me, Rory, and someone from Rockstar, and you're all like smashing each other it's out of this crazy. little tiny dome. It's, it's What's really, really cool, cool as well, like, if when the dome's moving, and say it gets to like a factory and it goes across the factory you yeah. might have to drive out of the dome go around the factory and then join it on the other side uh-huh. so you're like just crapping yourself so you need like pretty fast car but also you need a pretty sturdy car yeah, yeah. It's, you know it's like destruction derby at the beginning yeah. um, I really like that mode that was that's definitely really one of my other favourites it was great it was uh, like the Mad Max style road chasers yes so it's kind of it's like really speed cool. so there's two teams of four right on the defenders you've got three people in regular vehicles as protectors and yeah. then one person driving like a truck or a fire engine which basically has a bomb on it like speed so it can't drop below 50 and it needs to get to a certain location yeah. so to those three other players to protect that vehicle then yeah. the attacking team of four have like really cool vehicles and you've just got to smash it off the road and make it blow up <laughs> it's really good it was hard mode. no one managed to get nah. the vehicle safely to the because people just go crazy it's just like chaos it's just like but, stuff but blowing like, up the times we did our best was when there was organization so if you managed to take out the defenders and it's just the attackers in the main truck we were kind of talking on the headsets and we're like all right everyone like go to the left left and then because often maybe you're in a sports car but you're trying to take down like a fire truck or something huge so you all have to get on the right side and then all go across and try and like clip it at the clip at the end it was really really cool i can't believe they're giving away all this stuff just for free all the time it's amazing just free it's amazing yeah we have an interview with rockstar north um the lead mission designer lead designer at rockstar north and he said like they're going to keep on giving it free for the near future because they want everyone to be able to play this stuff together. They don't yeah. want to like hide it yeah. from certain players. They want everyone to enjoy like the full suite of stuff. Yeah. It's so good. It's amazing. Well, that, that and heists is ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. That's like, I know they re-released GTA last year on next-gen consoles, but yeah. it's like another game almost. Like with it's heists amazing. included, definitely. Yeah. And as we said, like one of the, the main benefits for this is uh, if you play GTA online, you're going to spend... If you play for about an hour, 20 minutes of that hour is going to be you hopping in and out of lobbies, loading yeah. worlds. Now they've almost created an environment where you can play for the hour and have all these different fun yeah. activities to do without even having to load up a lobby or invite people. Because that's what I think we'll do. Test. I think we'll do this at lunch. We'll play it. We'll stick GTA on and then just let it choose what events are coming at us like yeah. every 12 minutes and just we'll just do that as a playlist it's yeah. like a playlist they does like just choose for you well that's so kind of the other thing as well like we would do a heist and then as soon as we get put back into the world there's about five minutes other, yeah. where everyone just wants to kill each other yeah. and yeah, like have yeah. fun and blow stuff up yeah. and that's almost enough time to sustain you until the next free mode event yeah. like yeah. you could imagine just play, yeah, playing for an hour and, and some of them are like you don't events. even need to be near each other it might be like challenge it's like get, get a car and in the next 10 minutes in the next five minutes the person who gets the highest top speed wins a bunch of cash. Yeah. Yeah. Or somebody who does the biggest jump. Yeah. Or there's, yeah. Oh, I'm all over that one. You do that uh, all the time. Or checkpoints. There's like, one we where- say, like, I don't know. We've, said, we've sort of touched upon it a couple of times. We should say, you do, like, we've mentioned how mental you are, like, playing it's GTA. Over, but, like, over you're bonkers. It's, I'm not like, that crazy. It's not good. Like, so it's funny. <laughs> it's funny when we're playing heists, but when we were doing the other heists, we weren't on the same team a lot of the time. So I would just hear Krupa just screaming, going, What are you doing? And, like, there was only one time where we were, like, <laughs> on the same team together and we had to steal. Uh, an armored truck, or was, oh, it, yeah. or was it a prison bus? The, the bus, a prison yeah, bus yeah, yeah, yeah. And 
the way that you drive that, you drive it like you're driving like a speedboat. <laughs> Yeah. Like it's mad. I would like because it's just like you're meant to not blow it up. It's meant to not be okay at the end of it. And but you do have to oh, go away from the police. That. We were up so in the just, yeah, so you're just like that. heading straight up. And you're like Rory, it's not going to go up there. Rory's not going to go up there. Fine. Rory's not going up there. And you just you just see the bus go struggle and then just fall. He's like, it's okay. I can flip it. <laughs> I look. It's a little unorthodox. It's a little chaotic at times for some. But <laughs> for so, you, for you feel my ways because you don't understand them. Yeah. <laughs> but I'd like to. I'd like to point out that I have definitely the least death count when we play heist. It may be because I've already played all of the heists, so I have that oh, as an advantage. Right. But I rarely die. So we got a, we true. got an opportunity in a couple of weeks to go play Just Cause Three, and like basically oh, awesome. you just go play it, cause as much chaos, do some crazy shit. Ten I just Rory. Rory, yeah. <laughs> Rory in on that one. <laughs> Rory can go do that. Imagine a someone, game for Rory. Yeah, someone like talking to the devs after and be like, "Oh, how did it go? He he destroyed everything. Yeah, destroyed everything. <laughs> Things that weren't built to be destroyed. That'd be a good video. Five minutes. Rory destroys a, a Mediterranean <laughs> island. And then I'll play Just Cause. Mm, yeah. hey. Well, that's classic. Good. That's why we're going back to GTA Five Online anyway. So this yeah. week, then, on to the total guff and lovely stuff. Uh, which was suggested by Kyle Chester Marsden. We're going to kick off with Total Guff this week, just because I've just finished. Like, genuinely, one of the worst fucking cups of tea I've ever drunk in my life, Rory. We just, were talking about this before the podcast. First it, off... It was foul. I like, was, if that, it was like hot milk water. That I was, was nervous, brown. because I never made you a cup of tea before, so... Well, you're, you, you're a big... You're, let me should just say that you are a passionate tea, tea yeah. fan. Yeah. I mean, you, I'm not... You have, a, you have a good eight teas a day. More now. That's but, what I work. I'm not, I'm not the kind of arsehole that puts it in his Twitter bio like tea drinker. Tea enthusiast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, those are the worst <laughs> people who do that in Twitter bios. Get out. Um, uh, movies, hot dogs, um, tea enthusiast. Tea enthusiast. Uh, I also, uh, second. Cereal eater. Slight, slight tangent, but second to tea enthusiast is people who put the handle of their girlfriend or boyfriend in their Twitter bio. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> I'm not having that. Who does that? I've not seen that. People do that. Be like better half of. Gav, do you not want to know the Twitter handle of the person they're seeing? No. Well, that is, that's essential information. And to be fair, like, if I ever went out with a girl and she thought it was a good idea to put my handle in her bio, then that's more for her, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> like, no one's advertising the fact that they're going out with me, to be honest. Anyway, this tea, Aww. Rory, yeah. what you got to say for yourself? Well, it was foul. <laughs> One, I was nervous. It looked like you got the, you poured water and milk into a mug, then you got the tea bag. That's tea. Walk us through it. Walk that's what tea is. And then you got the tea bag and you just rammed it on the mug <laughs> rather than inside it. it into the cup. Well, look, um, another thing is I was trying to get it done fast because you were yeah. watching my interview. So I was like, I want to be there when, when it's all concluded. So I was panicking in the kitchen. That's five minutes. And second off, it shouldn't be that bad because I was trying to explain before, you got the trickle down tea. I don't know what, what that means. This is. This is what my is system. This? You have a system uh, when you make tea. You yeah, put milk in I make the tea bags. that I enjoy drinking. That's the system. <laughs> it's weird. So what I do is if I'm making like a chain of tea, you, you have the. You look like me, like I'm insane. You are insane. That's why. Well, no, I just want to see where you go with this. You yeah. Put, you put the tea bags in each individual cup, and then like as you you know you press down to get the tea out when it's like brewing. You shouldn't have to. Well, that's yeah. how, that's how I do it to get all the goodness out of the tea bag. No, nope, you shouldn't all have most, to. The you shouldn't have tea. to press tea bags. And then so if there's like three that cups, true? that's absolutely true. Yeah. Yeah, if you've brewed it enough, you should be, just be able to take the tea bag, like lift the tea bag. How long would you leave it in for? Five, three or four minutes. Jesus, yours yeah. brewed for like five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> so but that might be. He, he punched the shit out of the tea bag there. Well, the point well, being, well, yeah, that's why you, 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 you like. Do you want to brew? Because you, you let it brew. Not do you want to squeeze? <laughs> 
Oh. <laughs> you, you push the tea bag, and then um, when you're gonna do the same with the other one, you have the, the tea bag from the first one, and then you like push it so you're getting like double tea bagged. <laughs> that was just the way I wanted it. That was just how I wanted it to right. sound. I don't want so any. You got, you got double tea bagged. Half Irish, so half like extra... American mutants making my tea anymore. <laughs> So well, that, that's total guff, Rory. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to show you how to make a cup of tea properly. You and show then, me. I don't have time for it. I need instant tea. <laughs> I need a powder that I just throw in and just go, and it's done. I don't, I don't have time for this. All right, what else is total guff this week? Krupa? Just the worst thing in this movie <laughs> called The Visit. So we went to see The Visit a couple of weeks ago. Reviews yeah. up on site. Lucy, it's out, it's Lucy out this weekend. It's out this listen, weekend. If you listen to the uh, podcast this weekend. Uh, <laughs> that'll date well. Yeah. Uh, Lucy has reviewed it. It's on site. She likes it quite a bit. I probably liked it a bit less. But yeah. there's one thing in particular that's total guff in this movie. Yeah. There's a little kid in it who is very white and he raps like a little white kid and it's awful. Uh, it's it's terrible. terrible. Why would they have that? Who wrote that? Um, M. Night, M. Night Shyamalan. Shyamalan? Um, sure that, easy for you to say. A lot, um, a lot of people don't like M. Night Shyamalan but I wouldn't say write this film off because it's an M. No, Night Shyamalan no, no, Go no. see this film because it's, it's, it's got, got some, some good It's got some it. yeah. interesting stuff in it. Like I've got problems <clears throat> yeah. with it. We, we can maybe discuss later once you know, more people have seen it. But yeah, yeah it's pretty good. It's, it's definitely one of his better films like The Happening. That, Awful! Like oh my god! Shut up! I no, like you don't. No one likes the happening. I generally do. I, you're talking about um, films you nearly walked out of the other week. Yeah, I've never walked out of a film, and I wouldn't on principle. But, but you're close to the happening. Yeah, I didn't mind it. It was anyway, so bad. I didn't this anyway, little kid, and like Shyamalan's written this, and I think he thinks, oh, this kid like it'd be good to make him. Oh, it's into awful. rap it's awful but all of his cultural touch points aren't that of a how old do you say he is 10 yeah he's 10 or 11 10 11 like, yeah. kid, like all of the like cultural references he's ma- he makes of a 40 year old man yeah so he does this thing in the movie where instead of swearing he'll say the name of a popular female American singer yeah or a, a popular so singer. Lame. So he says, oh. Um, oh my it's not just oh, America, he says Shakira. Yeah. He says, um, Katy Perry. Katy Perry. But then the Sarah McLaughlin. Sarah McLaughlin. Shania Twain. <laughs> what 10 year old kid is saying, sh- like, listen yeah. to Shania Twain if he's into rap? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it's really sort of misjudged that bit is but like to be fair like uh, Lucy's review that I was reading the the tweet that went out with it was just like it's a good mix of comedy and horror I can I don't agree with that at all like it's being billed as this like horror comedy it's not it's not it's not I don't funny. think it is I don't think it's horror comedy it is like people are saying that it's like a no, comedy but yeah but I don't think it's, oh you don't think it is no because okay, no, like, I kind of heard that before we went to see it mm. No. It ain't funny. No, uh, there's not. No, but th- there's really good horror stuff in it, though. Yeah, like what are, we, what are we given on site? Do you eight, an eight. eight. Yeah, like it's it's decent. Okay. There's some good yeah, stuff yeah. in there. Um, but yeah, I don't. I can't. There's not. There's no gags in it. No. Like some of the stuff you laugh at, you laugh because the way that some horror makes you laugh because yeah. it yeah, makes you yeah. uncomfortable and it's a way of kind of yeah releasing that tension is to laugh. Yeah. That's why I laugh at all. But like, so the the thing that I like the so the little kid raps right. Yeah. And he he's basically he's meant to be quite good at it. The way that you make that funny is to make him shit at rapping. Like you make him <laughs> really rubbish at it. Like he's rapping like Flight of the Concords rapping. He's pretty but like No, but no, he is pre- rubbish, but they think he's good. Like yeah, they make a big thing over the fact also, that he can he's like saying like he's rapping to his grandparents and he's saying yeah. the word ho. Yeah. And they're like loving it. 
I don't think they would. My mum would tell me off if I was what little. What does a 10-year-old rap about? What problems do they have? School and that, stuff. School, yeah. Basically, school. he can chuck... Like, his big thing is he can freestyle. This is a real thing. Um, and he's like, I can freestyle about any subject. One, do it. Give and me chuck a... it out. The kids are actually pretty annoying. It's actually horrifying. Yeah. It's like one of the scariest things. Like, this is a sequence <laughs> at the end where he raps over the end credits. Oh, oh. God. That is particularly bad. Oh, it's awful. But it's so bad. It, that'll clear out the cinema. Yeah. Go on. It'd be so funny, just like the credits roll, like just like yo, he's a director, lose, M Night Shyamalan. It's like, pretty much it. it's awful, like I just can't believe someone's like at the screen. I'm going, can we just get rid of this? Yeah, really, it's so cringe to like it is. sit through. But also, the thing about it, M Night Shyamalan's like been writing. He's like having to write little freestyle little kid rap. raps. That's yeah, it's not fun. <laughs> okay, that's not that. Good. Like that's the thing though. It's a, it's a bit of a shame because I really like the film, except for the like a lot of the stuff that the kids say and do. Which is <laughs> a big part of the movie, anyway. Sixty percent of the film. And there's also yeah. found footage shot with two, at least two red cameras. And <laughs> yeah. uh, she takes like, there's a bit where she interviews her grandma, yeah. and she's got like she's got better tripods than we've got. Hundred percent better than much, we've got. Yeah. That isn't saying no. much. But she's got proper sound gear. Like yeah. it's amazing. It's, she it's, does her own junkie with her grandma it's a really <laughs> odd found footage film because for me I was just like it's M. Night because M. Night Shyamalan is like very famously said that he you know he doesn't think modern horror is good at all so it's really strange for me that he's gone well we're going to make a found footage like film and it's a it's good but it it's really strange how they make such a big thing of the found footage like this girl basically with the main girl in it is making a documentary about her grandparents and like, like she they never it never looks like she's making a documentary yeah. it's like how has she got this camera it always looks perfect I think they overplay her being like a young filmmaker oh god too yeah. much it's just like oh like auteur theory and Shut mise en scene yeah. you could just like strip all that way and just say she's yeah. making a film about her grandparents don't make her into a dickhead yeah, no one talks really like that yeah, yeah. Yeah. even in film school it's no almost like, like a, it's yeah. almost like a stereotype of like a film character where it's yeah. like give her a backstory yeah she obviously what would be her motivation she's obviously into film yeah 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 it's really heavy handed that stuff and same with the little kid and him yeah. having like phobia of germs yeah like, oh, God, it's yeah. really heavy handed a lot of the characterisation yeah this, the bit- anyway we get, we're getting we're just we're, Talking about we're guffing things. it we're guffing it but just to get onto found footage yeah I think a lot of people dismiss found footage saying like, yeah. it's, it's crap it's not I think no. a lot of bad films have used if it it's but, done well um, but done well it's amazing yeah, yeah, yeah. Overfield Ooh, I love that movie yeah. Seen Rex. I haven't really seen Rex actually. No. It's unbelievable. Yeah, Rex. Really I think Rex brilliant. Yeah, I gotta check it out. Um, I'm obviously Blair Witch. Yeah, way yeah. back at the beginning, like yeah. that totally makes sense, and it adds to how scary that movie Definitely. is. I liked Chronicle yeah. too. Yeah, good. yeah, Chronicle uses it really well. Um, mm-hmm. Lots of good stuff. Yeah, there we go. That's total guff. What else? Total guff this week. Oh yeah. That's is me now. Uh, the rubbish reaction to the gay character in Star Wars Aftermath. So Star Wars Aftermath just came out. Chuck, what's his name? Wendigo? Wendigo. Wendigo. He's a mythical creature. Yeah. <laughs> Wendig. What's, what's Wendigo? A Wendigo is... Isn't that Tearaway? There is a Wendigo in Tearaway, but... but what is Wendigo? What is Wendigo? I think about Mandingo. I think... I don't... I don't, <laughs> I don't think it's a real creature. I'm just looking at you. You're looking at me going, what is Wendigo? <laughs> What is Wendigo? What's a Wendigo? A Wendigo is like a mythical creature, like a Yeti okay. or something like that. There's right. a really good Algernon Blackwood weird story called the Wendigo. That's okay. really terrifying. So it's, a, so it's an actual mythological creature. Yeah. A Wendigo. Oh, let's, I'm gonna have to look this up. I tell you what, it isn't though. It's not the man who wrote Star Wars Aftermath, which might is a, be. Which is a new uh, like we've been really looking forward to this on Rebel Base, and it's basically um, talks about the events that take place between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. Yeah. Um, but one of the main characters is gay. Okay. And people don't like that at all. 
What are you doing? Look at what Wendigo is. Okay. So, um, so people, there's been a bit of a backlash about this saying, you know, just from the general disgusting people on the internet who don't like gays, women, or anything oh, nice. Oh, that lot again. Yeah. Oh. Like, basically the the worst crop of the internet. Yeah. Um, sort of going, oh, we're having it rammed down our throat. I've read a bit of the book. It is not rammed down your throat. Does like, it matter? At all. No, it doesn't matter like, at, at all. At what point That's does, the thing. does even anyone's sexuality an issue It doesn't at all. Wars. The only it's time it all. gets made into an issue is when people the disgusting people of the world go oh no I mean I, I don't mind gay people but not in Star Wars not in Star Wars <laughs> can I not just have one thing that belongs to me um, but the, it was it's a really annoying thing because the, 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 like I haven't finished the book but by all accounts it's really really good um, cool. but people have been putting one star reviews on Amazon oh come um, on so it's really sort of hurt if you, you know if you go on to Amazon you see it I think it was on like two and a half stars the last time I checked which kind of sucks um, but where Chuck yeah. Wendig has done a really cool quote about it he says um, about the people who are having a go who, saying like they're the real Star Wars fans he says to them you're not the rebel alliance you're not the good guys you're the empire man you're the oppressive totalitarian, <gasps> yeah. totalitarian empire if you can imagine a world where Luke Skywalker would be irritated that there were gay people around him you completely missed the point of Star Wars but maybe How that's awesome why these that? people that's like so Star true. Wars yeah. they love the empire they're like <laughs> these guys these, <laughs> these guys yeah, yeah well, good, be, yeah. good. That's who I identify <laughs> with in Star Wars, so... Well done, Chuck. You've done the book for me. I like order. <laughs> I like oppressive regimes. They're, like, amongst my favourite things. Yeah. Uh, Wendigo uh, is... <laughs> We're going back! ...is a half-beast creature appearing in the legends of the Algonquian people along the Atlantic coast and Great Lakes region of the United States and Canada. Do you want to see a picture of one? I'd love yeah. to. Terrifying. Yeah. So, like... Ooh, yeah. Awesome. What is that? So when they go to search for Mandingo. <laughs> oh, it looks like an anemic deer. Uh, Mandingo. What's this? Let's have a look. Um, but yeah, like Wendigs are in Tearaway Unfolded. Your oh, review yeah. is out right now. <laughs> have you found it? Yeah. <laughs> what is it? Just describe it to us. I'm just going on image search. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. There's loads of them. Yeah, that's him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what else, Total Guff, Rory? Um, more Total Guff is that Sony is already moving ahead with the Goosebumps sequel. Now, I don't know if you guys have seen a lot about the Goosebumps movie that's going to be coming out, starring yeah, Jack cool. Black. Really? I think it looks alright. I'm very, very skeptical. Do you like Goosebumps? I loved Goosebumps. Oh, cool. Absolutely, like, What's loved it. I used to like those ones where you remember, like, it was like three collected together, and on the front cover you had the three images. The, oh, the, the covers of Goosebumps were amazing. amazing. Oh, yeah. like, stuff getting sucked into that slime. Yeah. It's, it's terrifying. I used to get, like, the three together. There was a really good one, like, Night of the Dummy. Yeah, so, yeah that, that was, was really good. good. That was Night, Night of the Dummy is, like, a really, really good one. I used to love I'd like the, to go back and read some, actually. Yeah. I used to love the, really you know, the choose your own adventure ones where you'd, like, start and then you'd reach a point. I never liked those. They were really cool. I would end up just going through every, like, drives off cliff. Yeah. <laughs> it's not an option. Do you want to run from the monster or blow everything yeah, up? Blow up the monsters. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I'm a little bit skeptical about it because I thought it, it's it's kind of a meta idea where it's not really involved with the stories. Oh, yeah. It's that they actually meet the author of yeah, the Goosebumps. Yeah, because he's R.L. Stein, isn't he? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a cool idea, though. I Well, it depends how it's executed. Yeah. It, it could be quite tacky. There's a lot of CGI in it. And if it's just... A Jumanji style kids running from every single monster in the Goosebumps. It's thing. not going to be every. They're going to keep some back for sequels and stuff like that. I think it's going to be you know the big ones. Like I like. The, I think one, that's a good a dummy because it's like probably there's no single like a lot of those as well where like 
quite derivative. Like he was playing on stuff that kids might not have seen, like yeah. not a dummy like Dead of Night, the old yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. Like he's he's probably ri- he's riffing off like established right, horror. Yeah, yeah. So I quite like the idea. Like no single one would they adapt into a film and play it straight. And there's Goosebumps. So I think this is a good way of like do, tapping yeah. into all of Goosebumps because I think people have read so many of them. Yeah. yeah. And people, R.L. Stein is such a good name. Yeah. Isn't it? It's yeah. really cool. I don't know if it's really good, done? though. He did something else. Didn't he? I was thinking about, like, that, though, while you were just saying that, like, having this sort of, like, Goosebumps, like, shared universe. Can you imagine if, like, Nickelodeon did, like, a shared universe? Oh, like, did, like, a Pete and Pete, Are You Afraid oh, of the Dark? That would be amazing. Like, Sister, Sister. Keenan Ro- and Kel? Keenan and Kel did, like, a big shared <laughs> so universe. Cool. And Rocco's Modern Life. Ro- like, imagine oh, that. That'd Rocko's be so Man. good. Like, all the awesome thing. cartoons, like Ren and Stimpy, uh, Rugrats. Yeah. Because like, Rugrats movies did quite well. Well, that was also another announcement that uh, Nickelodeon said um, this week that they're going to be looking at bringing back some classic uh, Nickelodeon cartoons. TV shows. Yeah. Oh, cool. Uh, and it was Rugrats, Hey Arnold, something like that. Yeah. They said they would either come back as uh, small series or kind of one-off movies. Right, yeah. But yeah, um, yeah. I, that would be amazing. I'd love what to your, see What like, was your favorite cartoon of that era? Yeah, Rocco's Modern Life, probably. Or hey, um, Rocco felt Real, like it was skewed a bit older, even though Real Monsters, Real really Monsters, good. really good. good. Ren and Stimpy. Um, I liked um, slightly later. But Ren Ed. and Stimpy was a bit older as well, but I remember yeah. there's that amazing episode with the um, Stink, Stinky the Fart. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. <laughs> Ren and Stimpy. Can't write that stuff. Gets locked out at Christmas. It's after, called Stinky. Isn't after it? after that, um, slightly later, but Ed, Ed and Eddie. I loved like, Ed and Eddie. That was Cartoon Network. That was really really good. Invader Zim as well was also weird. But my favorite thing of all Nickelodeon was. Pete and Pete because it was just so I've strange I've never even heard of Pete and Pete it's amazing it was kind of like it, it, like remember like Round the Twists it was kind of like that but not like stories it was about these just two kids and they would do this really weird stuff kind of like if, if, if <laughs> what feel, channel did you watch this it on? Feel, it feels more like uh, Napoleon Dynamite like oh, that okay. kind of like feeling and stuff to right. it um, but I really really like that but <laughs> can I read you the plot summary to uh, my favourite episode of Ren and Stimpy called yeah. Son of Stimpy of course when Stimpy farts he believes he has given birth he tells Ren about <laughs> yeah. the incident but Ren won't believe him soon Stimpy loses is stinky and relentlessly tries to find him Stimpy finds the fart and joins Rem for Christmas <laughs> <laughs> but Rory so why are you saying this is guff uh, I'm just a little bit nervous I don't know how the original film is gonna pan out and I don't really like this new idea of moving ahead with sequels before the actual reaction gotta have, a, gotta have a plan man in Hollywood I don't know I think it's I think it's messy like if this bombs and then what we're, are we gonna get another bomb or are they just gonna cancel nah, why is it your problem that's, well, it's not my problem, but it's, a, Keeping it it's, up it's something it. from my childhood that I treasure, it, and I don't want to see it tarnished by Jack Black. Okay. Well, there so, we are then. There we go. So that's the last that's of our guff. So we're moving into lovely stuff through the way of something that's half guff, half lovely stuff. And that is a thing that I went to <laughs> <laughs> last week uh, called The Owls Are Not What They Seem. So it's this like Twin Peaks dining experience. Um, and like me and uh, Tilly went along to it. What are you doing on your phone? I want to look up something for my section. Stop looking at things. It, re- it distracts sorry, me. Sorry, distracts sorry, me. sorry, sorry, sorry. No, I know it's me when other phone. people do it. I just, Does sorry. it? Yeah. Why are you fucking doing that? Sorry. Anyway, so the owls are not what they seem. It's a Twin Peaks dining experience. Do you like Twin Peaks? Yes. Do you like food? Yeah. There you go. You should go to it. No. <laughs> um, me and Tilly went along to like one of the first nights and... Like, it's, these things are really popular now, sort of, like, immer- immersive, like, dining, acting experiences. And it kind of, like, it's kind of, like, is half between, a, like, a food experience, because you have a three-course meal, and, like, a theatre experience. So you're given a character, and you're meant to act it out. And I love these sort of a things. A character from the show, or, like, No, 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 yeah, just, like, a character from who lives at... That, that, who goes to the diner yeah. and stuff. Yeah, because it all takes place, basically, in the diner and, like, other parts, other rooms and stuff. Um... 
But because it it's not officially licensed, but it's not officially licensed Twin Peaks. Do they have to change the names? Or well, that's the thing. Everyone is kind of, is kind of in this like sort of like dream state. Is where it like Loglad? Kind of, no, <laughs> all the characters are there, like right. Log Lady and stuff like that is there. But it's for me like the my biggest problem with it is I really like this stuff and I really like getting into character and I really like staying in character as well. So I was given the character of this. Um, I was given the character of uh, this like town like psychic. And I thought, well, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna be in character, and it gives you like a proper little mission and stuff to do. And I was like, this is awesome. You went with Tilly. I can't imagine Tilly no, 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 embracing Tilly, that. Tilly went to the one before me, All right. and I went to one after. Yeah, Tilly would definitely not be involved in that. Like, no. he, he didn't really want to get involved in the Star Wars one we went to. Uh, I can't which imagine why we him sort doing of ditched that. Him really. I imagine <laughs> you going around going. Oh. I wasn't doing that, but I was. You basically get given a mission on this thing, and actually, that's a really, really good thing because. Sometimes at like, these theatre experiences, you kind of have to make your own fun, which is good. But this is like for it, yeah. exactly. This was like half make your own fun, half you actually had something to do. Yeah. But my big problem is like one, we were on like a press evening, and I was sat next. I introduced myself to a guy, and like you know, you just look at somebody, you're just like me and you ain't gonna get on. Um, but he was on my table, and I introduced myself, and uh, he he went, oh, I'm I'm a co- I review cocktails, and I was like, I don't care, like, oh. whatever happens now. Like, like I know you shouldn't judge people based on their jobs. I'm sure a lot of people judge us based on our nerdy jobs, but I review cocktails. No, no, I'm sorry. And like, and like when the cocktail came over, he was like, oh, he was like, and he was like taking notes on it. But he was like, oh no, he was maybe like 22 years old, something like that. You could tell that everything he was doing, we was doing for our benefit. And like, I don't think anything that he did. Like, I saw him write down at one point, green. What are you writing down? <laughs> Well, you've got to, uh, green. Yeah, you can't remember. <laughs> but then his his infinite other friend was like, "Oh, where'd you wait for?" I was like, "IGN." He was like, "Oh," and then he was just basically like, "Oh, can I send you like links?" And I'm, mate, I don't work for HR, so I can't get you a job. Like, yeah. but he's like, he really want. He was like, oh, "I really want to work for IGN." Like, have you got any jobs going? It's like this is not how you get jobs anywhere. What like, costing you? Uh, costing you while like you're playing Twin a psychic? Peaks, yeah. uh, Twin Peaks immersive dining. Yeah, but it's an orthodox. But yeah. back to the actual thing. It, it's sixty six pounds, right? And for, I think that's quite expensive. But you do get quite a lot. So you get a cocktail, you get three course meal, um, and there's like a little bar thing that you get into afterwards. But my main problem with it is that they have. When we went anyway, maybe they don't do this every night, but they had two um, show-ins. So they had people in at six. Oh, yes. And they kicked those, around. And then there was like a quick turnaround of those people. So if I'd been at that one, because I went in there for half eight, so they only had two and a half hours to do all this stuff. Like, that's not enough time. And to be honest, they kicked us out. Um, they kicked us out of like the, the diner and into the, like there's like a little, basically a bar afterwards you go into. They kicked us into that pretty early to the point where like, I didn't have time to do my mission because you're, uh, you're meant to do your mission in between what? two lots of people through, don't they? Yeah, but then at the same time, even if it was only just that half eight till ten or whatever it was, I was in there. So it wasn't enough time. So like, I was I actually cared about what I was doing. So I was like, okay, I've got to go to the mask room and I've got to sit there and wait for this person. So I was like, okay, but I went to do it and there's no one came in and then someone came in and was just like. Oh, your desserts downstairs? And I was like, that, you're not you're even like, in character. I know it is. I'm a psychic. Like, yeah. <laughs> but also, like, they literally came in and was just like, oh, yeah, your desserts downstairs? You're not in character right now. That's not something someone wants to me. Um, you were fried, yeah, your desserts downstairs. <laughs> Compared to, like, Secret Cinema, when we were just ordering drinks from the bartender, and then I was just like, any off chance, you know where we can get spice? Yeah. And then he was like, 
what do you know about spice? Yeah, and I was like, oh, everyone nice. is in character. Nice. Like, it was yeah. amazing. It was you really got loads cool. of well, This is, this yeah. is the thing. Like, <laughs> so he was talking about real drugs. There was yeah. a couple of people. Like, the log lady was fantastic. Um, the agents were really, really good. Yeah. But, they, but like, the sort of, like, incidental people, they're just sort of, like, NPCs just, like, yeah. around <laughs> the real, place. Imagine being a real-life NPC. Yeah. That'd be great. But, like, they, were, they just so weren't that good. The and the thing is about, there's a lot of these, like, dining experiences and, like, the immersive theatre things coming up. So, basically, what happens is a lot of people don't get paid very much to do it so you get these like rubbish actors basically and there was a couple of people at this who were really bad but then I did have one amazing scene with this um, sort of like with the doctor and like me and the lady I was with we had we got like uh, like a therapy session in his caravan really? it was brilliant like it was so so good um, so I think like I'm kind of in the middle of this is kind of in the middle of guff and lovely stuff for me could be a bit better it could, it could, it could be a bit better it's still good that's so but much money. That's it, because you get food, and the food, but the food was really good. Is that how much oh, you pay good. for food? Well, it's a three-course meal plus an immersive dining experience, immersive theatre experience. That's a lot of money for two hours. It is a lot of money for two hours, but I think the actual thing is actually long, longer. So. I'm just thinking about all the other things I could buy with were 66 you, you, pounds. Well, you used to, like, for your lunch when you first started working, you used to have a bag of donuts. <laughs> I knew you were bring this up. I, you I, love it because... I one don't of, remember the context, one, but one I did of, one of the courses. <laughs> I don't remember the context, I just remember the donuts. <laughs> Without spoiling too much, one of the courses is donuts donut related so oh <laughs> it's just yeah. a bag of donuts uh, Tesco's cream filled 66 pounds please yeah, yeah. It's, I mean it's, it's called the owls are not what they seem and I would say if you are if you are a really big Twin Peaks fan what's this one your six pound ticket I don't know what that is um, I think, I think, six pounds on a piece of paper. So sixty-six fifty is for the diner ticket. Owl's Nest ticket is six quid. So I think that that is just, just like the entry. bar afterwards. That's, that's alright. Oh, that's pretty, cool. Still yeah, pretty cool. I do that. Um, there's several rooms of installations, exclusive drinking den, cocktails, and stuff like that. Um, I would say if you're a massive Twin Peaks fan, you'll you'll get something. Out. That's you'll, it. You'll I'm really just like not it. being and a fan. London. I don't get it. And it is in London. Yeah. So if you're Twin Peaks, London, the owls are not what they seem. Check that out. Coming coming over for uh, three hundred. Go to the diner. More on that later. More on uh, a thing later. But Rory, let's move on to you then. Something else lovely. Pokemon Go. Oh, right. Yes. I was trying to find another list. Pokemon Go. I'm sure you guys have seen the announcement. I'm sure everyone listening has heard the announcement. It has been all over the internet. Basically, the Pokemon company are teaming up with a... Uh, a mobile group who used to work at Google and they created a game called Ingress. I don't know if you guys heard about it. It was really cool. Basically, um, utilize the GPS on your phone to okay. kind of like, it had all this world data, all this map data, so it could track like popular landmarks and they would be kind of like big points where basically the world would be split between two factions. Right. So it'd be like a red and a blue faction and you'd pick which side you wanted to join and basically um, it would connect with your phone and you would have to go to these locations all over the world right. and um, capture them. So like it would be you and everyone on your team would be capturing these oh, huge locations. Cool. It was a, it was a really cool idea and really well developed. You know, I there like was faction around. chats, there were items, weapons, you know, like this huge game that unfortunately never really caught on. Yeah. Um, but That's now they're working with with um, the Pokemon company to create an augmented reality game, which is, it seems like it's gonna be the same kind of thing where there'll be Pokemon located around the map. Oh, cool. You can go and capture them, trade them, battle them. Like, it seems this is good. really cool. I have several really questions. Okay. okay, let's do so it. So, I'm is not the, qualified to answer What is the questions. little peripheral thing, the Pokeball, the what is that? The peripheral is, it's I'm not, not it's not necessary, I'm gonna wear like five of them everywhere, <laughs> <laughs> seriously. Um, it's um, it's a Bluetooth kind of accessory that can come with it. You don't need it to use the app, okay. but basically I think the functionality behind it is that you wear it like a watch or pin it somewhere and it will either vibrate or light up when there's a Pokemon mm. nearby. 
All so right, you can be like walking cool. down the street and then like, and you turn your cap backwards and you push everyone out of the way. All right, you've lost me again. Oh. Okay, sorry, just me, just me. Just <laughs> You're like really role playing it. I'm going to lose my, like yeah. when I was growing up, I had a, a Digivice. The Digimon one used to clip on your belt and it was a pedometer. And when you hit certain steps, it would beep and like Digimon would appear. So I would be like walking down the street with my brother and I'd be like, yeah, it's pretty good. Beep, beep, beep. And I'd be like, move out of the way. And I'd like whip out my Digivice and like, like really stress out trying to catch this Digimon. I got in trouble last time I whipped out my Digivice in the street. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. You can't. You definitely People can't. People And the Pokeballs as well. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm really excited about it. I think if it's executed well, and if this is the kind yeah, of thing that really Nintendo cool, are wanting to do with with mobile gaming, then yeah. I'm I'm okay with this. I've got another question. Yeah. So, presumably, an aspect of this is collecting Pokemon. Yes. What if, like, <laughs> ones like in I the Shetland this. Islands... Like... You go when I, you go to the Shetland Islands? But like, oh, it's like, like geocaching. Have you ever been geocaching? No. Oh, dude, it's really good. It's really good fun. It sounds like a really wanky hipster thing to do, but geocaching is really good fun. So basically, there's like a treasure hunt that's happening all the time. So you can like, there's probably geocache around here. So people hide like little trinkets and treasures and little things to find all around the place. <laughs> what is have, this? And you have to solve clues to find them. It happens, it's going all the time. I, I was obsessed with it for about like a good summer. <laughs> um, but like, there's loads around is London. Is this like... An app or a, something you found in a bottle on a beach? What is this? It's you a, haven't said what it is. No, it's just a website called oh, Geocache, website. and okay. it's also an app as well. So if you load it up, it's got like a map it's of hidden where real you are. Things. You made it, yeah. <laughs> real things. Real things. So like sometimes, like sometimes they're just little little scrolls thing that you sign to say that you got it, and then you put it on the app that you found it. Um, and then other things are like there's like little sandwich boxes. Sometimes little toys and stuff inside. Oh, I don't have to go rooting in bins. And stuff. <laughs> no, it's not. It's never in bins. There's always like hidden something. Really, I see really people well. doing that on Oxford Street, like going in bins. No. Are they well, they're geocaching, yeah. Yeah. Or maybe looking for like a squirrel. I, 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 That's what's going to happen they're now. Location, so they just like crazy the people. Like. I, I found out about it. Um, this other podcast. Find the, the trinket. The trinket's here somewhere. Like rooting. So the with, the, with, the, with the Pokemon. Yes. Did they like put all like whatever one fifty within like a fifty mile radius no, of you? I don't want them. I don't want them to. No, but like, do they? Well, well no, because you might just get look. end up getting one, and you have to go to Somalia. No, no, no. But no, there's going to be a lot in London, isn't there? But then like. Why? <clears throat> But like this is the thing, the world. No, no, because the thing. Every time that I go to a new place, every time I go somewhere, I look on geocache and like and say, "Oh, there's geocaches yeah, here," and I go around I, there. I, I agree so with that. Like, but oh, at the same time, you want people to be able to collect a lot of them <laughs> Look, if it, without having to travel the. If it works world. in a similar style to Ingress, what I think is going to happen <laughs> at the very, very popular um, landmarks, right. like maybe like Big Ben, London Bridge, things yeah, like that, yeah. you'll find the rarer Pokemon. Right. I think you know, Weedles, Caterpies will be just on the streets. <laughs> yeah. That you can just it's go just anywhere. It doesn't. Yeah. I think the the very rare, like legendary Pokemon, will be in very specific ones. There okay. was speculation that because Mew is in the Amazon, that he might actually be in the Amazon. That good. is. So it'd be like really cool. It was, that it was is, cool though. It no, is imagine good, imagine if you fight someone who has a Mew, good. and then you're like, this this person oh, went to the Amazon. Just, he deserves. It'll be awesome because it'd be like like oh we're in like if you go on a trip somewhere, you'd be like oh I go out to E3, you'd be like I can only get this one Pokemon. It'd be at amazing. E3. No, it is good, but. It's because I like completing stuff. Right, okay. And I don't have but, to go to the fucking North Pole. No, but this is yeah. the other the other part of it is that um, trade is enabled. So oh, okay. if you have a Pokemon... So it'll work its way back. Like, if, I, yeah, if I have yeah. a Pokemon in Northern Ireland, like, I can only get there. Someone yeah. might trade me for an Arceus they found in Sweden. This is oh, this you know idea, what? This would yeah. be good. It's a cool if idea. We, if IGN had limited money, which obviously we do, yeah. feature like Amazing Race, and we had to get them in a week. <laughs> we do that. Yeah. Imagine really that. Cool. If anyone is listening and works for a TV production company with lots of money... fund a segment called The Amazing... Pokemon race. Okay, I was. Well, this is like the the reason. I, the way I found out about geocaching is another podcast I listened to, the Explosive Island thing. They uh, podcast, which is good. They did like a special where 
they went on like a uh, geocaching pub crawl and they videoed it and I was like I have to do this it's like a treasure hunt that's happening all the time and this is exactly what it sounds like yeah. I'm, I'm totally in sounds like I think uh, as I said I think they're going to use because it's the same company I think they're going to use all the data that they've already collected with yeah. Ingress you know all that logged world data <clears throat> and incorporate it in the new app which if they do that it should be incredible I'm if it's on. executed well I'm unbelievable it'll be one well in North Korea it's like super go, rare go one. <laughs> yeah. I have to sneak in to get. I don't know what the yeah. strictest Pokemon is. Maybe like a Hitmonlee or something. I like the fact that you describe North Korea as a bit I'm strict. A shop. A bit strict. I'm a bit strict, <laughs> aren't they? Strict. Yeah. Right. What else? Is uh, Daniel. Uh, lovely stuff. Lovely stuff. Uh, Tom Hardy. We went to see Legend. Yeah. The new Tom Hardy film where he plays um, Ronnie and Reggie Cray. It's out this week. And he introduced the movie to us. He did. With, nice. with the director, but also with his dog. Yeah. With his a little um, Labrador. It's What's a golden retriever? Similar. Yeah. And he, yeah, and the dog was just amazing. So Tom Hardy was giving this very earnest introduction to the movie. Yeah. Everyone just watching the dog. Yeah. Which was looking into the audience. Funny to see a dog in a cinema. Yeah. <laughs> but then I think that's mainly why I enjoyed it so much. But then it, it also. And it's sort of like lying down. Yeah, and rolling, rolling around. <laughs> and like he, it, he kind of did it. It was like when I was doing this film. Blah, 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 and then the dog's just like, nah, I'm just going to lie on my back. And everyone's just yeah. going crazy. It's like, this is Tom Hardy. Yeah. He's probably used to people just like hanging off every single single yeah. word going, he's amazing yeah. everyone's like a dog look at it a dog in the cinema yeah. this is like so last funny, days of Rome yeah. that's ridiculous to he, be fair he, he took it to the premiere as well and he the dog the sat premiere. and watched the film with us because yeah. I didn't realise that I thought Tom Hardy left but mm. then towards the end of the movie he left you heard you barking see, you see the dog was so well behaved that Tom Hardy left through the fire exit yeah. and the dog went after him yeah. dog using a fire exit <laughs> <laughs> didn't even get his mobile out during the movie what a day yeah <laughs> Uh, that if I was a movie star, I reckon I'd bring my cat with me that, everywhere. But that's the thing, you can do what, that's the thing, you can do whatever you want. Why is, it, yeah. why is it mental if I bring a cat to the movie theater? But it's not, cat, but it's adorable if it's a, if it's a dog. Cats are not meant to be taken out on a leash. My cat is, he's a little adventurer. Yeah, but his you name don't is take Ash. Him out. He's he's ready to roam the world. Is he actually, do you have a cat called Ash at home? Yeah, oh, and my cat's, uh, my sister's cat in LA is called Misty. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's adorable. Legend is out this week. Okay. Your sister doesn't live in LA. It's just the cat lives there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if she's in LA, she can catch some Pokemon for us. Oh, yeah, right. trade them over. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Yeah. That's good. Uh, other lovely stuff. We met lots of lovely people this week. Rory? We did. Um, I got the chance to meet... Um, Charles Martinet, who, if you don't know, is the voice of Mario, but not just Mario, Luigi, Waluigi, everyone, Waluigi, Baby Mario, like pretty much. It's all the same voice. Let's it's be all honest. The, well, well, well how pitch. dare you? How dare you diminish his? Wario his extensive is completely career. different to Mario. No, oh, that is true, actually. Yeah, yeah. he's. Some might say he's the polar opposite. Um, <laughs> Now, like he's like the roadrunner in The Simpsons, where he was like, they just give him. He does one thing, and then they just adjust it in audition. That's what they do. He doesn't do them live. Well, um, it was obviously. Oh, yeah, you weren't saying this to him the other day, were you? No, yeah. I wasn't. I, well, I, I asked him about. Um, uh, I really like the David Fincher film, The Game. Uh, it's an awesome, it's an awesome, awesome film. But uh, Charles Martinet, the voice of Mario, plays. Uh, Michael Douglas's uh, father because actually if you think about it Charles Martinet does actually look a little bit like Michael Douglas so he plays his uh, father so right at the beginning you see him there and then you see him jump off a roof later on as well but um, it's, no, it's right it happens right at the beginning of the yeah, film um, does he go on um, the Fincher movie yeah, yeah it's a really good film I actually want to watch that this yeah, weekend it's brilliant yeah. and Charles Martinet's in as well also another really good cameo from Spike Jones in it as well 
So check that out. But yeah, I asked him about making that you film. The Game Facts. I just really like that film. Um, Game Facts. But I asked him about what it was like, and he was like, "Yeah, it was really good." Um, uh, he, but he said something happened with one of the cameras, so he just had to wait around. And he was like, "Yeah, I ate so much food." And if you look at the film, it looks like he has been eating a lot of food as well. <laughs> he's a big old dude. But it? not like um, it doesn't look like he's been eating food. Like Harrison Ford was eating food in Ender's Game. No, and he has <laughs> he has a bit of food on his mouth during one of the actual takes. Really? Yeah, that's all. He had to remove it for her for CGI like he just got really? into the film there's a bit where he's obviously just got a bit of a bit of sandwich a bit of catering on I don't think he's like entire, like I don't think he was maybe that into that movie and yeah. it's like alright I don't think anyone was really put a sandwich down yeah. put a line, bit of food on his lip oh gross but hopefully that doesn't happen in Star Wars he was he was nice though wasn't he he was and um, you know Mario 64 is my first ever Mario game that kind of like spawned my love of the franchise so it was really nice like sitting down and meeting him and then as soon as he whipped out the first like Mario impression like I just like lost my mind. Like my eyes out, just, Super Mario. just like why the war pipe. It was great. It was so cool meeting him. It was really, really awesome. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Uh, I also met Warwick Davis, Wicket the Ewok, and other stuff as well. <laughs> but <laughs> but he will always be Wicket to me. Just met, um, met Wicket. Yeah. Um, but yeah, down at uh, this really cool thing at the IMAX, like they're auctioning off a load of like old props. Um, so he was down there chatting to us about it. We talked to him about on Rebel Basis Week, which you can check out. Um, also, if you want to buy some awesome props, I mean, I don't know if we actually have any rich people who listen to this podcast. I can't afford any of them. But the Back to the Future Almanac was down there. So if somebody wants to buy me that, I think it's going for about five grand. Um, it's well, be- first, first fund the Pokemon race. And then oh, yeah, with, yeah, with yeah. the money, we'll earn. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I think the prop store, they're auctioning them off on September 23rd which is www.propstore.com forward slash live auction. I can't even believe I just remembered that. Did you get to oh, see well, all the stuff they're auctioning off? Yeah, Darth Vader scab. What? Just scab that they put on. Uh, at the end of um, Return of the Jedi. Yeah. What, what was the coolest thing bar the scab? Uh, the sports almanac. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think that's really good. I mean, Star Wars stuff is really, really good, but it was there was nothing there that I was like, oh my God. They, yeah. had, they had a Stormtrooper helmet and an Ewok head. Um, Ewok head's good but I think uh, cool. but I think all the other stuff was really good it's like just little bits like Dredd's helmet from the new Dredd film I'd love to have like, that that was really good um, they also had uh, I really like Chronicles of Riddick um, and they had like this awesome like helmet like the sort of like old style like, Roman helmet that's like th- four heads on it like they had that that's there. that was cool. really good it's always like the little things you wouldn't even think like yeah. we went to a convention and my brother bought um it was a they had a Star Wars Wars booth with all this memorabilia, and he bought mm. a little dart that the bounty hunter uses with the gun, like the really cool like spiky dart, and it oh, looked cool. amazing. And it was like five pounds. It was like, yeah, let's like buy that's, that. That's not real. They didn't use that in the film. No, no, they, of course they didn't use it in right, the film. Yeah, but it's yeah, just yeah. like a replica. <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like five quid. Yeah, go for it. Um, <laughs> it's cool. And he was like, leave it on your desk. It's awesome. I love the little things. Awesome. Um, we should say that your. Um, videos we never do this enough like saying if you like the podcast you oh, can yeah. get more of this stuff on IGN and your interviews with Charles Martinet yeah. will be live by the time this podcast is live and you do a mushroom quiz with him I do I it's do really a mushroom good. quiz I, just it. I won't tell you how well he does but um he, he he deserves the role of Mario. Let's just leave it at that. Well, that sounds like he does really well. well. <laughs> I won't tell you too much, but he goes uh, six for six. Read so, between uh, the lines, <laughs> Rory. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, so, oh my God, we're still we're only halfway through. No, no, we're almost done now. Because we've yeah. done the bad stuff. Here we go. We've done the bad stuff. We've done the good stuff. Now we're moving on to something that me and Kruber have been talking about this week. And that is people, characters we hate in TV shows in that we love. <laughs> so I 
like you got I, I think I don't know if I got you watching Friday Night oh, Lights did. but I did okay yeah Big time. so I got you watching Friday Night Lights which I love it's one of my favourite shows and you destroyed it in about six days <laughs> I watched I had a week off work that's basically what I did with a week off work uh, I've got yeah, a lot of time off you didn't take. book the holiday you just phoned in sick it's, um, <laughs> just um, not feeling very well yeah I watched it all in about two weeks yeah. it's about five seasons all on Netflix brilliant if you don't care about American football I don't really care about American football I don't even know the rules you I do it now. for me yeah. I am into it now yeah. but um, yeah it doesn't really matter it's kind of independent of that it's about life in this small American town yeah. which is made crazy by high school football yeah. these kids are treated like well professional athletes yeah. yeah which is weird like 16 17 year olds like revered they're like yeah fit celebrities in their little town exactly and yeah. it's really good yeah and i love coach yeah well i mean yeah played by carl chandler like yes. he's such a good character he's a man like you want to be more like him as a man yeah definitely i think yeah, yeah. you think like he's he's a great leader of men there was a bit last because i basically because you were talking about it all the time i've started rewatching it um, and there was a bit last night where he's talking to one of them like the main i think he's, the, he's talking to the running back uh, who's one of the stars and he's having like a really like earnest chat with him and then he gives him a little <coughs> smile and you're like oh my god imagine getting, getting that. that smile because that, he never like, he doesn't like like give much, he does he encourages people he doesn't give much praise but no. his little phrases like that a little smile yeah. is like oh it means a lot did you never yeah. have like a teacher like that in school that's quite reserved but then every mm. like tiny little appreciation you were just like it meant so much oh. I had Welsh teachers so like Welsh people find it very hard to be reserved I think oh with Welsh people you pretty much fiery what you get what you see is what you get with Welsh people okay so I didn't really get any of that but the thing that I've noticed about Friday Night Lights and this is what we've been talking about is as much as generally one of my favourite series and some of my favourite characters in TV in there it's also got some of the worst characters on telly in it like I've actually found myself skipping through like any bit so this is what we've been talking about so how rubbish characters almost spoil your favourite TV show for you and like some of them have actually stopped so with Friday Night Lights my like the worst character in it is Jason Street like he it's not spoilers but in the first episode something big happens to him uh, that's pretty bad and he's dealing with that throughout the rest of the series and it's just it's almost like with that like again I'm going to tiptoe around it yeah it's almost like they wanted the drama of having that in the first episode that's right and then, they just and then they're like oh god now we're hampered with this for <laughs> they're gonna deal with it we've got, we've got to work through this yeah. for two seasons three seasons four seasons. it's like how, we can't just get rid of him no but we want that moment yeah so it's almost like do you know what I've started um, so yeah also Lila, Lila his girlfriend as well is one of the worst characters in it like I've generally started because I was sitting there going oh this is so annoying but I was like why am I watching this? I'm fast forwarding through this. I get to the coach bits. Like, yeah, I just, <laughs> yeah, like, get to bits with Saracen. The yeah. super cut of just coach motivating yeah. you. Actually, that'd be amazing. But I've, I've the just coach preaching, yeah. coach just cut. like yeah. <laughs> I've just been fast forwarding through all the scenes. Good night. Yeah, yeah. I've just been fast forwarding through every single one of the scenes. So as soon as like Street comes on, blink. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what's like, that? Is that your Netflix machine? Well, I watch Netflix on my Wii U, so yeah, it is kind of they make all crazy kinds of noises. But yeah, have you got any characters that you hate in TV shows you love? I do, I do actually. Um, so Breaking Bad, okay, Ooh. love it. I hated uh, Marie Schreider. Oh yeah, she's terrible. Oh Awful, my yeah. god, it's just there's so much good, really interesting stuff and so many conflicting characters 
in that show. Oh man! And then it just cuts to her, and she's she's at at an open house stealing things. Oh yeah, her shoplifting thing was just disgusting. It was so annoying. Garbage trash. Yeah, it was so. I've completely suppressed that. And it took up a lot of screen time. Like her, just her weird troubles that were so unnecessary. Incidental to that. Absolutely. It's really annoying when they do like some some a lot of series do this where they have a character and they're like oh shit we don't actually know what to do with this person but oh, well, a class, great example of that but, cool. they, yeah. but they're like season three we need to give them something to do like it happens all the time so you see like in um, Mad Men Peggy um, not Peggy sorry in Mad Men um, Betsy John uh, Draper's wife who becomes ex-wife then they're like we got nothing to do with her give her an eating disorder like just give her that like yeah. In, yeah. In, in girls like Lena Dunham, um, Dunham's character like from out of nowhere in one of the series she's um, uh, got OCD like never mentioned before ever and then all of a sudden I think, like, you, I think that's actually OCD. a thing with like long running shows yeah. that have multiple characters yeah obviously the writers there are core characters where it's like these are the ones where we're going to have to have drama yeah if it's just that the show might feel thin yeah. what we're going to do with these additional sporting characters and they always get lumbered with the same kind yeah. of storylines eating disorder yeah um, kleptomania like, sounds, I'm not trying to be like frivolous but like sexual assault is one yeah. that really bad it gets thrown around as kind it's of terrible, an incidental yeah. plot line it happens yeah, in really a lot of shows they yeah. just chuck it in it happens in Friday Night Lights yeah. they throw it in and actually you don't really want to tackle this issue I don't think in a real meaningful way because no. it's not like your core characters it's lazy, you're doing yeah. it as a bit of sensational filler yeah yeah, um, yeah so, but it's talking about like Characters the show doesn't know what to do uh, with um, AJ from Sopranos. I'm, he's on my list. AJ from Sopranos. Yeah. Don't know what to do with him because yeah. for too long, like initially works well that he's so young. Yeah. But then when he grows up, it's like he's too young to get involved in the family business. Yeah. He's too much of a prat to yeah. actually care about. He's just moody. Yeah. And like, while that might be accurate and it's supposed to like Raul Tony that his kid's just this waster. Yeah. It's actually really boring to watch him. It's, it's really annoying. annoying. And the reason that I think that is annoying is because. Um, he's already got that in Chris, in Chris Maldesanto, so yeah. his nephew. So Chris is meant to be this person who's like holding Tony back and he's just like, oh, like I'm trying to move forward with things and you're just like a weight on me. And that's dealt with quite a lot. But then not only does he have, so Chris's sort of uh, drug use and stuff like that, then he has to deal with like AJ's like fake depression. Yeah. And it's like, that's the two, that's the same thing. It's the same, the, those things exist for the exact same reasons to yeah, like yeah. rile up Tony and it's just so annoying but AJ's definitely on my list as well. I've got a couple in um, Luther. Like Luther, I, I thought it was, like I loved the first series but there's two characters in there. There's DS Justin Ripley who was played by Warren Brown. He's like the sort of guy who's assigned to Luther. It's right, drip. It's like, terrible. And the DSU Rose Teller who plays like Saskia Reeves, she's like the chief and she's like I take no nonsense from you and she's like oh god she's just awful like really really bad they've taken like a stereotypical chief that would be black if it was an American show and they've just made it into this like horrible like like almost like a budget um, like oh, prime suspect basically like this is awful and it completely spoils the show for me I've started watching it because of those people yeah, that's, uh, right. that's bad. That, that's yeah, really bad. bad. And that's also, really I stopped bad. watching. Um, I stopped watching Dexter. Imagine and if you were that person. Yeah, that you found out that you stopped watching the show because of me. I don't. I don't think she would care. I wish she listens. Well, God. Um, but I stopped watching Orange and the New Black because of Piper, like the main character. That. She's like the worst thing. Like, and I, can't, I, I couldn't can't get into that. I watched two episodes of that show, and I was like, I don't think this is for me. I don't yeah. think this is my thing. I didn't really like it. Have you got any more? Dawn in Buffy. You watch Buffy? Yeah. Dawn, when she turns up. And it's obviously a plot device. Oh, right, But yeah. her sister turns up and she's really just annoying. Again, Harriet the Spy. Yeah, and then basically it ties into a bigger plot arc yeah. for that season. But then she just kicks around and they don't know what to yeah. do with her. 
Yeah, that's a similar really thing. Is you introduce a character who I mean, initially has like a purpose, and then they're kind of it's stuck like a in good the idea, and then, and then yeah. you're like, it's just another bit of baggage we've accumulated. Dawn, yeah. like I, I, I don't think we have to worry about spoiling Buffy, but like Dawn, no, is, yeah, ba- Dawn is basically be, introduced. Isn't she like a demon? She's in, she's like the key. That's right. Yeah, like, yeah, my, yeah. my memory of it is a bit fuzzy. I had to read yeah. up on it, but like cool she's interest, introduced at the end of one season like four that's right it's like yeah. Buffy has a sister and you're like what yeah she doesn't have a sister and then you realise that it's an implanted memory yeah so for you a lot of the, the season she's like what are you doing in my room yeah mom and yeah. it's like and, it, and, and it's supposed yeah. to be like really like what's happened yeah and it's like everyone that's been implanted with this memory that yeah. she's always been there I yeah. think that's what I, I, I think that's I think a long that's kind of right Buffy, but. It's, it's, it's cool like I think it's a really good idea and it's like it's really then she's got to kick around for a few more seasons yeah but do you know what it really reminds me of when I was like when I always remember it it reminds me of the episode uh, the Simpsons episode uh, with Poochie and uh, they've just got Roy yeah, <laughs> like, hanging yeah, out yeah. it's like oh now and again where, where a show's getting lame uh, they introduce like a young hip yeah. character and that's what kind of like yeah. she's basically Roy yeah. from the Simpsons it's like oh it's a bit, it's a bit younger <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the, uh, Laurie and Andrea from The Walking Dead oh I that's t- a good one I really like The Walking Dead I never remember the name of the character so Laurie is Rick's wife yeah. alright yeah she's terrible yeah, uh, she, she was in Prison Break as well, wasn't she? Andrea, yeah, and she's good in Prison Break. Andrea um, is the blonde woman who's basically she's a really big thing with the governor. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Like she's awful, awful. She but awful, also awful in the in the person. comics, possibly my favorite character. Mm. Like Andrea is my favorite character. She's like badass. She's really good. She like she makes like crazy like really like heavy decisions. Whereas in uh, walk in the TV show, she's rubbish. And like Merle. Is it all Merle, the I brother? He just like hangs cartoon, around. Is he, yeah. yeah, he's a cartoon of like yeah, his brother. Like the fact that Daryl is his brother, yeah. and Daryl is much more nuanced character. Merle is just. Well, that's, yeah. Isn't that kind of the point that he's like? Did, what happened the to him? Side of like, is he dead now? He is dead. Yeah. He is dead. That's spoilers. Sorry. Is it? Uh, that happened quite recently. No, it didn't. Didn't it? It happened like two seasons ago. Oh right, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. know. But my, do you want to know my worst one? And it's a oh, character. I know, I know you're going. It's a character in one of my favourite shows, or was my favourite show. There's quite a lot of bad characters in this. Um, it's a British TV show oh. called Jonathan Creek. Oh, I thought you were going Dexter here. Oh, no, no, I'm not going Dexter. Oh. Um, I'm going Jonathan Creek. <laughs> Jonathan Creek, when I was a kid, was one of my favourite TV shows. I look forward shows. to it so much every Saturday. Yeah. Almost like, here are the dance macabre. I'm yeah. like, this is amazing. It's so good. Is that like, a detective? I, was he a detective? Whoa, 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 whoa. He, he's... More a detective, Come mate. on, mate. He, <laughs> Sorry. If you, wanna, to if you want to belittle it and yeah. make it sound like some shit show... I actually used to watch Poirot. He so, um, lives in a windmill. <laughs> he lives in a windmill. He's got a duffel coat and... He's a magician's ingenieur. Yeah. So he's like one of the smartest people. Look at his face. I can't deal with it. I can't deal with it. But unfortunately, like it's good because it's it's a sort of mystery show with really cool mysteries that he managed to solve. Only in really magicians. Cool ways. I think I yeah. yeah. I think I watched a couple episodes. Good. Because my really girlfriend brilliant. winds me up. It's like, oh, you like that? It's like Dot Martin, isn't it? I was like, no, it's, <laughs> it's not, not like Dot. Like it's not Dot Martin. Martin. And she knows it just winds me up. And was like, he's brilliant. <laughs> he, he's in it. and then you have to. That's the problem with Jonathan Creek. You say yeah. it's brilliant, and then you have to explain what it is, and you see people's eyes just glaze over. Like, yeah, you I had this with Silicon gone. Valley it last did, week. Yeah. But then at the same time, like the really annoying thing about Jonathan Creek is it hits a point where it's like unwatchable yeah it, it, it goes the latest series are awful like, what, what when happens? Rick Mail starts showing up and it falls apart I like the Rick Mail episode he becomes a recurring character doesn't he the first episode that right, he's okay. in though yeah but yeah when, he, when it's not Caroline Quentin like, yeah. after season three there's, there is one episode with um, Sheridan there's a couple of episodes with Sheridan Smith that I actually the, think is really the, good but problem with the late, we're getting off 
beaten Trachea. But later on, yeah. the, the mysteries are just not very good. No, they're not. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, it's got this like really good X Files. It was. It's kind of. I watch it at the same time as the X Files, and I will compare them early on. Um, but the relationship between Caroline Quentin, who's like this um, like reporter, who's like I don't know what, how you can describe her. She's just annoying. Yeah. But she's annoying because they work. They work really well together, and there's like this like almost. This is really good sexual chemistry between them. That's the same as Mul. Like, extremely not bit, better. Very than British Kelly. version of that was really awkward. It's so like, fucking British. Like, Alan Davis is like. I just imagine. Oh, <laughs> I wonder what an American would think of Jonathan Creek. Well, it's funny you say that because the character that I hate in Jonathan Creek and like I absolutely despise him is Adam Klaus, the magician that Jonathan Creek works for. And I don't think he's played by an American, but he is an American character. Originally played by Anthony Stewart Head in the pilot, yeah. and he was brilliant. But obviously, he went off to do Buffy, yeah. and they, we had this like pound shop Anthony Stewart Head. Basically, what's so bad with the, about this guy? He date. I've watched a couple of episodes recently, and he dates the show. The show is very dated. Like I tried claiming the other day that he doesn't date <laughs> he, it at all. <laughs> It's, um, he's the only thing that really well. No, he, it's dated really badly, but he dates him more than anything. He's like this sort of like cigar chomping, like really like sexist, and just uh, he's just not a very nice person. But at the same time, he it, it's in a really really like just creepy way. And, and he's a it's magician. Nineties, really and he's a magician. Yeah. He's the magician that um, Jonathan Creek makes Worst tricks for. Yeah. He's uh. but he he's I think he is the worst character in a show that I properly love. Do you have any yeah. more? I just want to talk about Jonathan Creek more. Oh, me, yeah. I like in the pilot episode when they go for um, an Indian. Oh, yeah. You don't see that often on TV. No, you don't. Go for a curry. Very, very British Very British thing. Go for a curry during the middle of the day for lunch. And he does, and he does a trick. He does a trick He, he tells yeah. the way to put a little thing under yeah. the um, pick, pickle tray. It's a really good... Because there's, there's a couple of good mysteries in Jonathan oh, Creek. It sounds like Bear Park would love this. Is he, he a fan? He's definitely, he's definitely watched it. Yeah, but I don't know if he loves it as much as we do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone loves it as much as you. Really we should do more of Jonathan Creek yeah. content for he, the site. He, he's, we should rank all the episodes. Just no, oh, let's we, do that. Let's, let's do it. <laughs> just like just, just like super niche. I love the idea of us publishing that on a Friday. Yeah, just go home. Americans come in. What is what? this? <laughs> What's Jonathan Creek? They've ranked all all thirty two episodes. <laughs> They've done a video component. We're doing that. I'm definitely doing it. Right, come on. So Let's have some feedback then. All right. Um, Oh, it's me first. Yeah, you're first. This is Will from Northampton. Just to touch on something Alex said last week about being shown alien when he was unwell. (laughs) I had a stomach bug when when I was 10 and my mother, being the busy lady she is, woke up at 6am as I was feeling unwell on the couch and decided to watch the new episode of ER. And and it just happened that a character in the first five minutes got his arm severed off by a helicopter. (laughs) Suffice to say, I was not feeling good after that. Oh, that's Romana. I remember that. When he gets his arm, he's yeah, a surgeon, yeah. and then they attach it, and he's trying to do surgery with her. What? Yeah, not on the same day. Why do you oh, remember that? What? Do you remember an ER episode? Yeah. Why? I used, used to, to watch, watch ER. I used to watch ER, yeah. I didn't watch it for ages. My mum watched it, I thought. This looks rubbish. Yeah. And then one summer, like, Channel 4 was showing it in the mornings, like, because right. I was getting up about 11, because summer holidays. Just watched like when it they all. show the new Avengers of Lois and Clark. Yeah. yeah. And I just, wa- <laughs> I just watched that every day, and I got really into ER. It's really good, ER. Yeah. That clock just scared the crap out of me. I don't know what just happened. I think it just turned midnight and changed to Thursday. <laughs> for people, li- for, so for people listening, there's a big, clock, a big clock in the studio and it just scared the crap out of us. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so this is from Levon Young who says, Have any racing games driven an automobile purchase? <laughs> what? 
I picked this. Um, my last car just kicked the bucket. I picked up an older copy of Forza for the purpose of researching cars more in my price range. Why are you picking up Forza for that? Surely those are very expensive. What cars. video game advertising has worked by accident, or or he also put I think um, like product placement, or as intended, made you curious when you hadn't have necessarily been have been before. Like I put this in, I think, because of the fact that he said he picked up an older copy of Forza to research some cars. I like that. But oh, actually, you can get like rubbish cars and I like you can get you like can a Citroen Saxon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you can like t- take it for a little test drive. Yeah, it's good. I don't think you're gonna get the same impression that a real car would give you. Have you guys ever been infected by in-game advertising at all? Ooh. You definitely have with like an energy I drink have. or something like that. Well, you're actually very close. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was an SSX game. Yeah. Um, and it, I think it's like SSX Tricky or something like that. And they have all these adverts for a drink called DNL. And I'm like, oh, that looks like the logo and everything looks really familiar. It's like green. It's got a red circle. And I was like, DNL. It's like, this is a pretty cool name for an energy or like a, just like a drink. And then, of course, if you flip it, it's just seven up. Oh. Like they've just flipped the seven up logo. Uh, and then I realized I'd been drinking seven up for like a week. Shut up. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, why? How? Like, I didn't even realize. Are I was you like, serious? Yeah, I was in the store and I was like, I want to seven up. I haven't oh. had one of those in for like ages. That's like the Simpsons episode with the join the Navy. Yeah, Eva 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 Eva. Eva. <laughs> I, I'm a bit worried about Rory. I, I feel like, like <laughs> somebody's going to say a phrase like Midnight Jaguar and he assassinates <laughs> Alex. <laughs> like, <laughs> Jaguar. Don't say it because you, you just turn one day. We're a fucking Manchurian candidate here. Yeah, that's not good, Rory. Um, that's fine. I don't think I have been, but then, you know, I, maybe I don't know. The only thing that I have been definitely affected by, and this is advertising, yeah. is like soundtracks in games. Like, oh yeah, yeah I've yeah. listened to well. music and then gone, oh, I really like that band, and then gone to see them. So as much as like that, you know, that is advertising. Do you think? Yeah, do you think we'll ever get to the point in games where uh, companies will pay for like virtual advertising in games, like billboards, like virtual billboards? It's a really weird thing that's just happened with Mad Max, and they just you've got like free um, Rockstar Energy Drink DLC. So it's like a. Fr- a so you'll see like a rock star car going around like some free in Mad, Mad Max. Max in Mad Max yeah so it was like um, oh the game not the film yeah but still but yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so different companies that's weird it's free DLC and they've um, the, there's a rock star energy drink Rockstar is in GTA Rockstar. No, 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 Rockstar is in the energy drink. Rockstar. Oh, right. Yeah. So that's why I was I never, I don't know, I don't oh, drink okay, energy yeah. drinks. There's, there's a Rockstar, there's an energy drink called Rockstar. He knows. Of course yeah. I know. I drink uh, that one on Friday. Yeah. But yeah, so there's a car, so now and again in Mad Max, you'll just see a cartoon where it's got a Rockstar logo on ah, it. Because they built it from old Rockstar weird. can. It's really weird. I don't like I'm that. on board. I don't care. Of course you are, because you drink love it. it. Just don't yeah. put it in Zelda. I Keep did, it away from Zelda. I did a thing once, like for like a, a work thing, where when Forza Horizon came out, I think it was. Yeah. I, I drove a uh, like a supercar from uh, Paris to Birmingham, and it was sponsored. Two beautiful cities of Europe. Yeah, it was sponsored. <laughs> it was sponsored by Rockstar Energy. The trip was so. Wait, you did this in real life? Yeah, in real life, yeah. What? That's um, crazy. That's amazing. So they basically every day they would load us up with like a crate of Rockstar energy drink in our boot of the car and I drank this like, is we, my dream we this is your when dream when did you do this we were like, working so hard over the white cliffs <laughs> we were working so hard like to get these videos because we, they were going up on the dashboard on the yeah. Xbox dash so we had to work every day to do these videos every day and I drank so much Rockstar energy drink for free that when I came home on the Friday I was going out and I went I had to buy like two cans it took me about three weeks to weed myself off it because I was just like and then when I did I just had the most piercing headaches like every yep. single day like it's really bad for you I mean like, it's well, people yeah. it affects like, people in different headache. ways like I 
people always talk about like, oh, I have a Red Bull and I like I peak so hard and I like crash like so bad. Yeah. It's like I just it doesn't really affect me like that much. Because you're always topped up. I'm well, yeah. Always amped I have up, one man. like every second. I got I, really bad at university. You know, in, in Little, you can buy ones for like oh, 10p, yeah. like those ones. <laughs> and because uh, I was going to the gym, you're still so coming much, down off them. I used to have like two before every workout. And I have, I have a photo like Isn't online. Like I, sugar in I them. piled them up and built a pyramid. <gasps> and at the end of the year, I had to move out of my halls, and I just had this like pyramid of cans. That must have stank. It was awful. It smelled good. It smelled like <laughs> berries no. and punching things. All right, what's yours? Um, this is from Anakin Skywalker. No, it's not. That's the subject. This is not. This is from Thomas. Just <laughs> an email. Anakin Skywalker. Um, hey guys, you talked about babies with the name Anakin last podcast, and I use Google's new Ngram book tool. Uh, seems the name's been around for at least 300 years. Whoa. <gasps> Putting us in our place, Gav. Popular in the 1750s. Crazy parents. Obviously, Chewbacca is a better name. Check it out. This is the thing, right? I've put this. I, I've put this in here because <clears throat> last week Luke Kamali claimed that he was he was annoyed that people were now attributing at the name Anakin to yeah. Star Wars rather than just as a normal name, claiming that he he generally said, "Oh, it's been around before that." I put this in there because even though we were wrong to argue with him, he didn't fucking know that. <laughs> like, but it's at that point as but well. But we like, lost a lot to it. It said George Lucas created the name. He did, so yeah. I don't understand. What? Well, Engram, are you calling Tom Robinson a liar? No, I'm just putting... I'm just, um, just Don't call anyone a liar. Yeah? Don't call anyone a liar, Daniel. That's uh, rude. What are you doing now? Checking out an exercise. Well, I'm taking your Probably phone Probably looking at that weird no, deer creature again. He says, right... But that, just because he says... But where did you read... Okay, for have a look. Where did you read that, that George Lucas came up with it? Babynames.com. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. Sorry. Um, babynames.com. Well, where are you getting your information about baby names? <laughs> Fair point. Let me get on with this email. Org. All right. I've got an email to read about you, this. You, I know. You <gasps> shoot your mouth off. Gav, I have to ask you, why do you think the Monument Men is so bad? <laughs> you, shit. You've mentioned it on several occasions, <laughs> and it's kind of bugging me how vehement you are over it. I know it didn't get great reviews, okay, but I picked up the Blu-ray for a fiver and found it an enjoyable film um, that told a reasonable story, story, albeit, I suspect, somewhat loose with the truth, a la U571 having Americans recovering the Enigma machine. Bloody Americans. Rubbish film. I know it's never going to be considered a classic. It very easily could have been much better. But it's so far from being a bad film that I can't understand why you have such a problem with it. Is it simply a case of having too high expectations of it considering everyone involved in the production? Is it a case of having too high expectations? Yes, because my, my expectations going into a film is that it's going to be good and not shit. <gasps> so I think generally it's Shots like... fired. For me, it's one of the... It's one of the worst treatments of war <clears throat> in an American film. Because, I mean, Americans do some crazy things with war with war films like making hot themselves shots. look amazing so, yeah. <laughs> love Man, hot I shots love but <laughs> so good look, there's also a lot of hot shots <laughs> we're, we're already wasted 15 minutes on Creek <laughs> speaking of hot shots though there's a, a <laughs> there's a shot this week of Jason Bourne um, and he's like tying his hands with yeah. like something yeah That's it's exactly just like hot shots he's all, like putting his hands all, in gummy all, all I ever watched as a kid was hot shots pot duh I mean yeah and then, and then I found out there was hot Shots, what? <laughs> and it was like a prequel. I was watching this, like, I didn't know about this. It's like origin story. Yeah. I'm the same. I watched a part of the voice on that. Um, but the reason, I, the reason I dislike Monuments Men is <laughs> it, it, it's this thing where it portrays like the bad guys in a really cartoony way. Like, it's for me, it, it's just like really 
heavy handed like the message of like you know the Americans being the best people is so heavy handed and just done perfectly in the sort of um, the way that it's framed with someone giving the lecture and stuff like that have you seen it yeah no nope, like seen someone's it. like giving the lecture on like what happens and it's just not a good film it's just not it wasn't fun to watch at all like I didn't buy that they were all it didn't seem like anyone's having a good time I didn't buy that they were all like good in their fields like yeah. they had all these characters like in Ocean's Eleven right because basically that's where they're building it as Ocean's Eleven in wartime in Ocean's Eleven at least people have their roles and stuff like that whereas no one really seemed to have these different roles and it was basically like how many people can we put in this but also they're based on real people who actually die and it's like you can't it's like they had this like look, sort of like caper music in one se- one section next section is a really like earnest bit where like a couple of big characters die and it's like you can't have your cake and eat it. You can't, no, you can't no. have Ocean's Eleven and try to make a serious war film at the same time. Pick and that's your what, pick and that's movie. What he's trying, yeah. That's what they're trying to do. Oh, that's a very detailed answer. Yeah. So, How did yeah. it review? I don't know. Uh, not, not very good. Poorly. Um, yeah. But that's from Adam Gurney. Hopefully yeah. that's answered that's your, your question. question. And if not, well. Is it me? Is it number five? Yeah. This is from Sam Williams. Uh, akin to looking in a fridge full of food and having nothing to eat have you ever had a glut of amazing games to play but nothing yep. is worth playing if Ooh. so what were those games oh. what do he you says mean he's, worth playing that's well he different. says he's currently got GTA 5 Metal Gear Solid 5 um, those are amazing I guess it's that paralysis of having what just else too much he says um, um, I can't bear to commit the time to play no, 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 so he's, he's, uh, he's got other games Project so Cars and F1 2015 well I can help you there chuck Project Cars out yeah <laughs> There you go. That's one less game you've got to play. Pretty much, it's a pile of shit. Well, he says he ends up just playing. Oh, <laughs> reviewed really well. <laughs> I, I think it's terrible. He says he ends up playing a couple of games of Rocket League or turning uh, his PS4 on, signing in, and then turning it off again. Um, I can kind of. your problem. I can kind of relate to that as well because. Uh, it can be kind of hard to commit well, to like you have game a stack time. of stuff you just yeah, it's really overwhelming yeah. you're like oh. I remember when I first Rocket got League. my 360 um, I just finished uni and yeah. it was like a treat that I was going to get this 360 because I didn't want to screw up my exams yeah. and then I got a bunch of games bought for my birthday that awesome. I had start, stayed up um, so I had Gears um, Ghost Recon yeah. all this stuff and I just didn't know what to play and I was yeah. like doing five minutes on each just going yeah. oh, I'll try this out this is amazing and I just couldn't like commit to one game yeah yeah I feel, I feel like that quite a lot and I, I do kind of get what you're saying because yeah I've got I'm, I'm, I'm kind of GTA I really want to put more into GTA 5 online um, I've got Metal Gear Solid 5 and like the what I've played of Mad Max I really love as well yeah I, but then I at the same, Mad Max exactly so what happens is I um, I load it I put my PS4 on and then I go what should I play Stick Rocket League on, and I play two hours. Yeah, always go. I play, yeah. put my PS4. Oh, I put Netflix. On. Yeah. Well, the, like one of the problems is like Rocket <laughs> League. Nice. The yeah. idea of Rocket League is like, oh, I'll just play a couple games, and it's much much shorter. But in real reality, you usually end up playing a number of games that would lead up to what would take, uh, you know, a mission in a heist in GTA Five, or yeah. even like a mission in Metal Gear Solid. And those two games, especially GTA Five and Metal Gear Solid Five, they're both have quite. Snackable elements they to do, them. Yeah, like, yeah. They're, they're huge games. You can do side ops in Metal Gear, like, and, it, I was, and they're quite. I was like a little bit minutes. scared of yeah. Metal Gear to start. Cra- it Metal it's, Gear it's is huge. overwhelming. There's yeah. so many bits to it. Like it's like Sims as well. But yeah. when like you kinda, management stuff. When you come at it from the approach of like, I'm going to play for an hour and I'm going to do like one mission or something like that. Yeah. It, you, it's quite conquerable. You can yeah. feel like yeah. you've achieved something. Str- it does stress you out. I'm running. I'm running a zoo now in Metal Gear. It's stressful. Every time I finish mission, he's like, we built a medical base. It's like I don't even know where. I'm so already is. like going in, like kidnapping people. I'm yeah. like looking after some bears in a zoo. <laughs> oh my god! I had an amazing part in a mission yesterday. I um, 
uh, I was trying to shoot this guy. He was like, you know how they have the, they're on the watch lights? And he was yeah. up on this really high up tower. And um, uh, he just like shone the spotlight down at me. So I was like, I gotta take uh, him out quickly. So I pulled out my train gun and fired. But as I fired, a bird came down and got in the path and landed oh. in front and it hit the bird and the bird went and died and alerted everyone and it you dropped the video? the sky. I didn't save the video. Oh, dude. I was pissing myself laughing. That's like him. It was him. so funny. It was ridiculous. You gotta save that. He just, he, he screamed that? like oh. as loud as anyone ever That's had like when, um, like... have you seen that at baseball? When, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, and it explodes. It was ridiculous. Oh, no. This one did not explode. He just okay. dropped. Good. What's your last bit of feedback, Kruber? Um, this is from Killian Burgess. I've been enjoying the stories of bad cinema experiences on the podcast as lack of cinema etiquette is one of the few things that really gets on my nerves. Good. The worst experience I had was when I went to see Oculus last summer. <laughs> I went to see a late show and there were only a few people in the cinema. I was enjoying the film until about 20 minutes in when a man who was quite clearly drunk came in and sat at the front of the cinema. He quickly fell asleep and snored so loudly it was difficult to hear the film. He woke up about 10 minutes later and threw up for a relatively long period <laughs> oh of time. I went to find an usher, but since it was so late, no one was working in the main area and I had to look around until I found an office at the top level and eventually the man was thrown out. <gasps> That's horrible. A lot of, spe- a lot of experiences. I, I said for a relatively long period of time. Yeah. <laughs> like, a lot of the experiences we're getting sent in, please keep sending them in, um, which is IGN... <laughs> underscore UK feedback at IGN.com yes snappy yeah, keep sending in your cinema experience because we've been talking about doing something with them like Rory wants to do something fun with them also, but anyway. also yeah. what people could send in yeah. is we are coming up to 300 and we'll get on to what we're going to do with yeah. podcast 300 we're discussing after that yeah. you know transforming and rejigging some stuff with the podcast yeah. and one of the things we have been discussing because is expanding the video component of the show. So you'll yeah. always get the the regular podcast on iTunes, you know and love, hopefully love. But we <laughs> might do some more stuff with the video yeah. version, which makes podcast, IGN UK podcast, make less sense. So we're toying yeah. with the idea of coming up with a new name for the show. <laughs> yeah. Just to put that out there. Yeah. And it's actually really hard to think of a good name. Is, so if yeah, you've yeah. got any suggestions, yeah. send it into IGN underscore UK feedback, And also one day it will lead to a new email address. Yes, exactly. So, but all of you have been com- campaigning for that new email address. Get us a good name and we'll get right. a good email address. I thought you were going to, you started that sentence if it was going to be something like, No, good. that's how I start um, every sentence and then I just disappoint <laughs> everyone. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good feedback for this week then. Okay. We've got one more thing to talk about. This is exciting. So, Podcast 300. <gasps> yeah. We are going to do a big fancy live event in yeah. London town. I'm afraid it is in London town, um, just because. That's where we all live. That's where we live. Sorry about that. Um, but there's other stuff in London. Come down. Um, so, it's going to be on 9th of October, and we want to give you, the people who listen to the podcast, the first opportunity to get tickets. They're absolutely free. Yeah. Um, you just have to go to um, bit.do forward slash podcast 300. And you'll go to an Eventbrite page that has all the information. It all it's going to be on the 9th of October. It's a Friday, yeah. And it's probably going to kick off about six thirty, seven o'clock. But it will go to late. So if you want to like book a hotel, stay over in London, we'll um, be there all night getting boozed up, and yeah. doing funny things. But, yeah. but I think the podcast will be done about ten or eleven if you want to get a last train home. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. So that I'm excited, is, let's do that again. It is bit.do forward slash podcast 300. And it's at the 100 Club. It is. In London, which is yeah, amazing. I don't, crazy. I don't usually like to play the same venue twice. We're going to put a lot of effort in and make it actually a good night. Yeah. Have, you guys, have you guys seen the venue before? Like, yeah. yeah. No, we did podcast 100 there. That's all the strokes. Oh, that's yeah. why I was being serious. Oh, I was being funny. Yeah, we did podcast 100 there. That makes sense. 
right? And um, I've seen a lot of good bands in there. But now us, you'll be now playing us, the same the best stage band as of the all Clash. time. That's this amazing. is when we, we announced at the beginning of our IGN UK band. You might, well, you might be playing. Yeah. Tilly on drums. What's your What's your band called? Team Rocket. <laughs> and it, are you, are you, <laughs> Rocket, that's the reaction we want to hear. Spell RKT. Team RKT. It's cool. I like Team RKT better. It sounds cool. Yeah. Team no. RKT. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. But I want to see you play that. Oh, I'm sorry, Gav. That's not cool <laughs> enough for you. What I was went, that for? I whoever wrote that email. Right. Oh, that's <laughs> Monuments, man. Right. Yeah. Right, you bloody go watch Monuments, Expectations man. Expectations are too high. Well, on that bombshell, um, I think we should draw this podcast to a close. So thank you very much for listening and come to our live podcast. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>